Chapter 31 Collaborating with the Enemy Like the morning before, Herman arrived early at the palace. Like then, he walked into and through the building with his two guards trailing behind him. Though this time Marta was waiting for him, standing by her desk and holding another piping hot cup of faux coffee, which she offered to him with a smile when he stopped beside her. She smiled back, and he took the cup while telling her, Thank you, Marta. Just what I needed as always. I had a busy day yesterday, she commented, while watching him gulp down the coffee with some dismay. Tell me all about it, he replied, which led her to pick up a notepad off her desk that had lots of notes scrawled on it. First, she began, I checked with city records to see who's responsible for those synagogues in Yosefov, and I discovered that the responsibility for all six belongs to a joint stock company called Golem A.S. A very interesting choice of name, Herman noted. Were you able to find out anything about this company, such as its owners? For that, Marta maintained, I had to check state records. There I discovered that the stockholders of the company are six limited liability companies, and when I researched each of these, I learned that the same person was listed as the responsible party for all of them. Herman responded with a grin and by saying, Let me guess, his name is Molly. How'd you guess? asked Marta. His name came up quite a bit yesterday, he told her but we know nothing about him other than his first initial and last name. Perhaps you can fill in some of the details. I can, but it wasn't easy, she remarked before glancing at her notes. He was only listed with that initial and last name. So, armed with one of those special bottles of Becker Bitter you left me, I went to see Yinshik Vidlichka. He's a deputy at the finance ministry but all he could give me were the financial statements of the companies. Still, I looked these over, and I saw this strange line item in the balance sheets. Pennies and Assestia. Herman translated this term in his head to money on the way, and this confused him, which must have been all over his face. I think, Marta said while both reading his face and mind, money in transit is a better translation. Herman smiled at this. He smiled all over. It turns out, Marta went on, when someone makes a bank transfer, it doesn't go directly from one bank account to another. The National Bank must process and record the transaction, and this takes time, hence the need for pennies and assestia. So I got to thinking that maybe these companies had made transfers to Molly, and I had Vidlichka see if he could find any. And he did, Herman blurted out, as he continued to smile at Marta and at a brilliance he always believed exceeded his own. He did, she affirmed. First, he found a bunch of transactions that Golem A.S. had made. A number of these were in the same amounts and to the same recipient. And from the bank account of this person, Vidlichka was able to tell me that Molly's first name is Antonin. Were you able to find out anything else about him? Herman asked. His name sounded familiar, Marta answered, so I checked if we had arrested him. Had we, inquired Herman, 
No, she told him while shaking her head, but I was still certain that we had come across him before. So I went through all our old case files, and I discovered that, about six years ago, he represented Milan Japka, whom you arrested for murder. So Molly's a lawyer, Herman uttered. He's a lawyer, Marta uttered back. I remember Japka, Herman contended, but I don't remember Molly at all. Japka fired him after about ten minutes, and right before attempting his second murder, Marta explained. This must have happened before you came in that morning. Anyway, I did some more research and learned that this Molly has got an office at the Palats Dunai. That's the new building on Narodny. You know, the modern-looking one with the Potternoster. Did you learn anything more, questioned Herman? I checked him out with the Bar Association, Marta replied, after again conferring with her notes. And they don't exactly have a fond opinion of him, to say the least. He's almost been disbarred multiple times, and a slew of complaints have been filed against him by his former clients. And that doesn't even include Japka. That makes him a rather interesting choice to be named responsible for six irreplaceable synagogues, Herman noted. The Bar Association also told me that some of its members wanted to throw Molly out a few years ago, Marta mentioned, because there were rumors he was a Jew. But they investigated these rumors and found them unsubstantiated. Harmon wasn't sure what to conclude from this piece of information, so he just let Marta continue. I tried calling this Molly, she pointed out, to get more information about the arrangement he has with the synagogues. I called him well into the afternoon, but no one picked up the phone, so I decided to go there myself. So that's where you were yesterday afternoon, Herman exclaimed. That's where I was, Marta exclaimed back. I even took the Potter Noster to his office. And you lived to talk about it, he remarked. It seems so, she remarked back. Anna and I rode up and down in one of those things on our wedding day, Herman mumbled, as he recalled his memory of that day. I can't even tell you how many times we did. Marta smiled, and she told Herman, This Molly has got a small office on the third floor, all the way in the back. But he wasn't there when I arrived. I had to wait until the very end of the day for him to show up. Did he tell you anything when he did, Herman asked? Not much, Marta answered. The only information he would give me is that he's not the owner of Golem A.S. or of any of the limited liability companies that control it. He's simply representing the actual owners. But he wouldn't tell me who these people are. Excellent work as usual, Marta, Herman declared. If it were up to me, I'd make you a detective. Then I'm glad it's not up to you, Marta countered. My husband complains enough about the hours I work. But I bet he never complains about your pay, Herman countered back with a smile. Not once, stated Marta with her own smile. Suddenly realizing that Klaus would be arriving soon, Herman said, There's just one thing I want you to do for me today. I'd like you to find out all you can about a certain Gertrude Gross. 
She's a well-to-do socialite whose husband died recently. Whatever information you find, put it on a piece of paper and place this folded over in the top drawer of your desk. Then feel free to take some time off. You've earned it. Quickly, Herman started off, but just as quickly he stopped and he looked for a place to put his cup down. Marta grabbed it, just like she always did, and he again started toward his office. Can I ask you something, Herr Weiss, she whispered. Herman responded by stopping and turning toward her, and he whispered back, You can ask me anything. What are you doing with these Nazis, she muttered, while eyeing Herman's guards, who were standing well behind them and engaged in their own conversation. You know, he muttered back, that's a really good question, one that I've had to ask myself more than once. At first, they didn't give me much of a choice, if you know what I mean. But even then, I wanted to say no, and I only didn't because I had once promised Anna not to give up. But I truly expected to do the job by rote. And that hasn't happened, commented Marta. I can't explain it, Herman mumbled while averting his gaze from her. Not even to myself. I think part of it is that this case has taken my mind off Anna at least a little. But just as importantly, it's leading me somewhere, Marta. I don't know where or even where this feeling is coming from. But I know it's taking me somewhere I need to go. People are talking, she told him. To elaborate on this, she nodded down the hall and Herman turned and saw a pair of uniformed Czech policemen waiting outside a door, who were glaring at him. They think you've become a collaborator, she explained. I've wondered about that myself, he murmured with his head hanging, even though I'm not helping them catch Jews or partisans or anything like that. Even though I'm not helping them advance their agenda in any way, I've wondered if helping them investigate a normal crime constituted collaboration. I've wondered if help was something fungible, that by providing it, I was freeing up another man who'd then be able to commit atrocities. If that were true, she insisted, we'd all be collaborators. Maybe we are, he insisted back. Maybe the simple act of driving on the right-hand side of the road is a form of collaboration. Just imagine if everyone started driving on the left-hand side again. The whole country would grind to a halt. And what would the Nazis do? Would they shoot seven million people? It wouldn't be the fear of seven million shot that would scare people from doing this, Marta contended. It'd be the fear that they'd be among the first shot. Herman had no response to this, and the conversation fell silent, which was only broken when Marta added, Can I ask what you're helping them investigate? Just some dead Nazis, Herman grumbled with a shake of his head. Well, she spoke under her breath. All I can say is that I hope this investigation leads to making some more of them. Herman had to smile at this, which remained on his face until he heard someone nearby clear his throat. It was Klaus.